This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Cheeseheads. Cheeseheads. Get on your feet. It's Curd and Law. Hosted by Sparky Fighter and Ryan Horvath. Hey, it's C. Sparky, 5 or 1250 AM, The Fan, normally with our, our guy, Ryan Horvath from BetMGM Tonight, part of the BetQL Radio Network, him, Trista Crick, and Nick Ashu. But uh, no, Ryan Horvath today, have no fear, while I'm going solo, uh, it will not just be my voice you will hear on this podcast. No, no, no. I had a chance to sit down and talk with John Cooper from Our Lads Draft Service. Uh, and of course, remember all those years, Don Shaka uh, would come on with the Wendy's Big Show for all those years on uh, the Our Lads Draft Service. Um, and he is still with our lads, but he's not doing the interviews and so forth anymore. Uh, so we had a chat to talk to John Cooper, who we've had on the Wendy's Big Show as well in the past on 1250 AM, uh, The Fan, and uh, get his thoughts. Uh, a great interview. We go over all kinds of different positions, how it fits for the Packers and so forth. And you want to stay tuned for that. That's coming up here uh, in the second half of this podcast. Now, i got to talk about an Adam Schefter podcast uh, that was out, I think it was earlier today, uh, today being Wednesday. Uh, and he is in that podcast talking about Aaron Rodgers and the New York Jets and and my guy Wendell Ferreira uh, on Twitter. God bless you, dude, uh, because uh, he he got, went through the whole thing and, and started putting some quotes out uh, from uh, that Adam Schefter podcast. So let me let me give you a couple of them here. Uh, there has been, by my estimate, this is Schefter talking. By my estimate, little of any contact between the Green Bay Packers and the New York Jets. So. The trade that everybody seems to be waiting to get done is not any closer to happening right now as the draft draws closer. While this looks like uh, this is a situation that could heat up and escalate as the draft kicks off, there are no assurances that will happen either. Uh, Green Bay seems quite content to wait until after the draft to make a trade, and the New York Jets are very happy to use the picks that they have and not trade them to Green Bay. So the standoff that has been going on for weeks now looks like it's going to go on for a little while longer. This is all coming from the Adam Schefter a podcast. We just don't know whether they'll be able to wrap it up uh, by or during the draft. It doesn't sound that way right now, but that could be just tough talk from both sides, and one conversation could change that. But, Schefter says, it will be interesting if the draft comes and goes, and Aaron Rodgers is still in Green Bay, and the Packers have their mandatory mini camp coming up, and Aaron Rodgers will be under contract with the Packers. Does he show up? 
Schefter goes on. Do they risk an injury? What if he gets hurt? What if it's a serious injury and they have to count the $60 million against their cap? The Packers don't want that. They want the picks. The Jets want their quarterback. So far, nobody is coming close to making that happen. Again, that's from the uh, Adam Schefter podcast. So, look, let, let's talk about a couple different angles here. Because the, the more I think about the way this whole thing is playing out, I'm starting to get a little concerned about this whole thing. And let me explain to you why I'm starting to get a little bit concerned. So while I'm all for Goody sticking in there and getting what he wants, whether that's a number one draft pick, whether that's a one and a two, whatever the case may be, while I'm on board with that, you better hope that you have another team that really wants him. Because that's going to be very critical in all of this. Because if you don't, and if it really is only the Jets that want Aaron Rodgers, then you are going to get stuck here. Because at some point, the New York Jets, who had two second-round picks and have their own first, what if the New York Jets on draft day go, to hell with this. We're going up and we're taking a quarterback. We're going to take both of our twos, our one, our one next year, whatever the case may be, and we're going to move on up in the first round and we're going to go take another quarterback. And we're done with Zach Wilson. Tag with it. Uh, we're going to go draft another quarterback uh, in the beginning of the first round. And we're going to build our future around Stroud or Young or whoever the case may be. That would really screw the Green Bay Packers at that point. It really would. And it would be egg on their face for drafting Zach Wilson uh, if they trade up to get another quarterback to build around going forward. So that's one possibility. Here's a second possibility. This thing plays out past the draft. The Jets don't take a quarterback, right? They just fill holes with their multiple second-round picks and their first-round pick, and they're still interested in Aaron Rodgers. So now, as it pointed out, we get some mandatory minicamp. Would Rodgers show up? No, I don't think he will. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he'll pull a Brett and, and try and force his way into this deal to get him to trade him. Maybe he would. Maybe they would say, look, you don't have to come. We're not going to find you, so don't worry about it. Just stay home. I'm guessing that's what would happen if it were to get to that point. But the bigger question for me is going to be once we get to training camp, end of July, early August, if that deal is not done by training camp, then what? Because now the time's, the clock's a ticking. You got till September, essentially, before that bonus kicks in. At that point, I think the New York Jets are like, cool, you don't want to make a deal with us. Go make a deal with somebody else. But now we have the advantage because now you're up against the clock coming in September. So at which point, we're going to give you a third-round pick. That's it. Our original offer that we had, forget it. You're getting a third-round pick, and if you have somebody else out there that you know can give you more than that, so be it. Go ahead. Now, the ace in the sleeve, up the sleeve of the Green Bay Packers, is Woody Johnson, the emotional fan owner of the New York Jets, who I believe is going to step in here at some point to try and get this deal done and make sure they get Aaron Rodgers at the end of the day. Whether that be a first-round pick in 2024 or whatever the case may be. Let's move on to another person that's been involved in this whole deal this entire time, or at least in the last week or so, maybe not the entire time. Uh, And that is Craig Carden, who has his own radio show and so forth. Now, remember, we talked about him last week, talking about how he believes the San Francisco Niners, 49ers, I should say, uh, have interest in going and getting Aaron Rodgers. And that they're going to be involved here if something happens where this thing falls through with the Jets. 
This is the latest from Craig Carden. Quote, the Jets are still in the driver's seat to get Aaron Rodgers, but I've also been around the block enough times to know that a deal's not done until it's done. And I know for a fact that if this does not get done prior to the draft, Aaron Rodgers will not be a New York Jet. Because then the Packers are going to open up what other teams might be offering, like San Francisco. In the same segment, Carden also casts his doubts over Rodgers' desire to be a Jet. Quote, Rodgers said his intention is to be a Jet. He never said, I love the Jets. I want to be a Jet. I've always desired to be a Jet. How about last year when he said, I want to be a Niner? And asked Green Bay to trade him to San Francisco. I don't remember that. I I, I don't. Maybe I'm, I, I mean, I know I'm old. So maybe this did happen and he requested to be traded to the Niners. I don't remember that story. I mean, we were doing Wendy's Big Show last year. I, I don't remember him ever requesting a trade to the San Francisco 49ers. But according to Craig Carden, apparently that, that must have happened here uh, at some point. Now, this is something that Goody better have figured out prior to the draft. He better have figured out if he does have other teams that are interested in making a move for Aaron Rodgers. And if he has three, four, five teams that he knows, besides the Jets, that are interested in making a deal for Rodgers, okay, then I think you could roll the dice and go, screw you. If you're not going to give us what we want for this draft, then... No worries, we're not doing. We're not going to do the trade before the draft. If he doesn't have several teams lined up to possibly negotiate with after the draft, if the Jets don't make this deal, now nah, to me it's a huge gamble because if it's only the Jets and you have a deadline of September plus mandatory minicamp or OTAs plus training camp plus preseason games, all this other stuff, uh, then I think it works against you. But if you know you've got a couple other teams that are ready to go upon your request to make offers, I'd feel much better about it. Said it before on Curtin Long, I'll say it again. There should have been a deadline in place. I said the deadline should have been the 14th. That would have given you just under two weeks or the 13th, whatever. Record this on the 12th. My deadline would have been like tomorrow, right? Because then it would have given you two weeks prior to the draft on the 27th to try and make a deal with somebody else if they didn't want to make the deal. And then you would have had a reason to move. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And by this point, there really isn't any other options other than Lamar Jackson. And OBJ just signed with the Ravens. So by that account, it appears that Lamar Jackson is staying in Baltimore. This is a uh, an interesting situation that the Packers have themselves in, for sure. And somebody's going to have to make a move. I would love to know what Brian Gutekunst's uh, major plan is in all of this. You know, if you're going to kick back, put your feet up and say, hey, we're just going to wait this thing out. He's got to figure out, in his mind at least, what the end game is going to be. All right, let's move on from the Aaron Rodgers conversation and move into the draft. And again, going into the draft, we're going to have to assume that the Packers are only going to have their first round pick and their Packers are only going to have their second round pick. They're not going to have multiple twos. They're not going to have multiple ones based on this report from Adam Schefter. So with that, uh, I bring you the interview that I uh, did actually earlier today on Wednesday, April 12th with John Cooper of Our Lads Draft Service. 
Joining us now, he is John Cooper of Our Lads Draft Service here on 1250 AM. The fans, Sparky Pfeiffer with you uh, as we talk about uh, the upcoming draft for the Green Bay Packers. And of course, all these different reports out there now that uh, maybe this deal doesn't get done between the Packers and Jets for Aaron Rodgers uh, leading up to the draft, John. So maybe the Packers do get stuck with just their first round pick and just their second round pick. Having said all of that, do you think it makes sense for this Packers team that might be going into kind of a rebuild possibly here if Jordan Love is a starting quarterback to maybe move back a few spots in the first round and acquire more draft capital? Yeah, I think that always makes sense for a team that's rebuilding, uh, you know, and I think they are. Uh, but that said, you know, they've got a whole bunch of picks. You know, so, you know there's three of them late, but uh, they still do have a, a good uh, cadre of picks. So I think, you know, going back, few places um, depending upon what they're they're looking for I mean as a player they really really like and want to sitting there at 15 you know they're going to probably jump on them because you can always trade back later on in the draft as well too to pick up extra picks but uh, you know they can go either way it just depends when we start talking about uh, the wide receiver and tight end positions, I think those are both positions that a lot of Packer fans obviously want at this point. I saw Jim Nagy from the Senior Bowl uh, say that uh, talking to different teams around the league that only one wide receiver uh, on a lot of these boards have a first-round grade, and that's JSN uh, from Ohio State. H- how many first-round grades do you have on wide receivers in this draft? Well, you know, we have more than that. We have three that uh, that we, you know, we like. Um, you know, and, and uh, the Ohio State kid, Smith Nick, but he's definitely one of them. Uh, he would be like the second guy for us right now. You know, some of that's based on the injury. You know, we really like the kid from TCU. You know, we think he's a, a really good receiver, Quentin Johnson. You know, he's a, he's got good speed. He's got height that you can't teach. And uh, he's got a good catch raise and go up and get the ball. I mean, we think he's – a lot of people don't, for some reason, don't have him as high as we do. But we, you know, we've watched a lot of film and, you know, we think he's a really solid player. When we start talking about prototypical type guys, uh, the Packers seemingly have uh, certain things that they look for uh, in their wide receivers that fall into the mold of pretty much what they've been drafting here for the last several years. And one guy that fits that mold that Packer fans are convinced that the Green Bay Packers will end up drafting uh, is Jalen Hyatt, the wide receiver uh, out of Tennessee at some point. Maybe not in the first round, maybe that's a second round pick. What do you make of him? Good player. We we are almost have a first round grade on him. We we have a very high second round grade on him, and we think he would be an ideal pick for the Green Bay Packers. And and uh, some, in fact, one of our mock drafts, he is the guy they select in the first round or second round. Second round. Second round. Right. Yeah. And I I think that uh, would make sense for the Packers. What about this tight end position? Because it's a, a position that's probably one of the deepest uh, in the NFL draft at this point. And while you know, Packer fans would love a, a mayor or a Kincaid or somebody like that in the first round. Uh, that's another position that you could probably wait to the second round and still get a really good tight end. Yes, you can. There's a, there's a number of guys we think are pretty good players. We've got all the way down to third, fourth round pick where there's, you know, potentially some guys that are. We got about nine of them we think that are, are pretty solid players, and, and it is deep. You know, uh, I think our tenth ranked tight end is a guy we think's pretty good too. So. Um, it's a good draft. Meyer obviously is is the guy that can do it, can do both. He's a two way guy. He's a solid inline blocker, as well as being a receiver that can stretch the field. So, if they get a shot to take a guy like that with their tight end 
room being what it is now, I think they're going to have to take a real good look at that. What's your take on Washington uh, from Georgia? You know, Georgia didn't really emphasize the tight end position, so, you know, you're kind of looking at an upside deal. He was a rotational player there, and and, uh, and he can block in line. He can. He's a good receiver. Uh, he's a little bit raw as far as that goes, but, uh, you know, you don't see a kid as massive as he is that can move like he can very often. But like I said, that wasn't a position of emphasis for Georgia, so you may not have seen all he can do. So he's an upside play in a lot of ways, but – you know, he's a guy that is going to go possibly late first, early second round. He's a really uh, intriguing prospect. Talking with John Cooper, Our Lads Draft Service. Check out their website. It's a great one, ourlads.com. Gets you all the updated uh, depth charts uh, across uh, football, and uh, you'll really like it. Plus, they have their top player rankings. You can order your draft guide there uh, as well. The Packers have been known to draft defense. Edge rusher, I think, is a position that they probably need at this point after Sean Gary went down. Ingabari from uh, South Carolina, I think, played better than people thought uh, last year. And then Preston Smith, but he's not getting any younger. So edge rusher is a definite need. Uh, and at where the Packers are drafting in the middle of the first round, there might be a couple of guys like a Nolan Smith or a Tyree Wilson that might be hanging out in that area. Well, we think this is the strongest position in the draft. You know, there's quality players that you'll be able to find all the way down to the third round. And I think in one of our mock drafts, we have the Packers taking uh, Keon White in the top of the third. Um, so that's, uh, you know, you're going to find solid players. Those top four guys, we're not so sure that um, they're not going to be gone by the time the Packers draft uh, in the first round. Uh, you're looking at, obviously, Will Anderson and uh, uh, the uh, uh, kid from uh, – uh, <laughs> I'm drawing a Miles Murphy. Miles Murphy from Clemson, who we really like. And then Tyree Wilson from Texas Tech. You know, uh, we think they're going to be you know, pretty much gone. Nolan Smith comes right after that. Uh, but you still got guys that are quality players. Lucas Van Ness from Iowa is the kind of player we think would look good in a Green Bay uniform because he's a he's, he can play on the edge. He can he can kick down inside. The Packers have a need both places, uh, and so you know in a rotation, which a lot of NFL teams are doing, uh, is, is making that their focus. You need more than one edge rusher. You need more than one three technique, and so. You know, I'm sure the Packers are going to look to add to that room with somebody like uh, Lucas Van Ness. That may be a little high uh, for for him at that point, but uh, we think he's going to go in the first round. You know, somewhere in the first round, he's going to be taken. Even though a lot of people uh, aren't on this guy for the Packers at 15, uh, I would be a big fan of it. And that's Joey Porter Jr., the cornerback uh, from Penn State. You know, Eric Stokes uh, got hurt last year. Still don't know when he's going to come back uh, this year. Uh, Rajul Douglas uh, is there, but he probably regressed a little bit from the previous year uh, at cornerback. The thought of having Joey Porter Jr., uh, a big physical type of cornerback, opposite of Jair Alexander, is one I'd like to think of in a Packers uniform. Yeah, we like him a lot. and We think he's a first-round pick, and we think that's about in that uh, mid-first-round, mid the. Mid the mid late first round is where he's going to go, uh, and and he's a, you know he's a solid player. It's a good year for corners as well. There's a lot of depth at that position. So, uh, but yeah, Joey Porter, he's a guy we like a lot. When we start talking about the Packers quarterback position, obviously there's talk of well, are they going to go out and sign a veteran quarterback? Well, 
they're, they're, they kind of had their hands tied behind their back financially right now. Uh, and obviously, I think if that was going to be the case, maybe they would have had one by now. So I think now people are starting to think that maybe they end up taking a quarterback or two uh, in this draft. Later in the draft, how deep is this uh, draft from uh, a quarterback position when you start talking about you know day three quarterbacks? Well, we think there's uh, five quarterbacks that uh, have potentially what you would call first-round talent. Now, whether they're first-round players or not remains to be seen because, uh, you know, they have holes. All, all, all five guys have holes. The guy that we really like, you know, besides Stroud is Hendon Hooker. And without the ACL injury, you know, we think you're looking at a first-round pick. You know, he might go at the very end of the first, but we think he's, he won't get through the second round, you know, from Tennessee. Uh, after that, we think it's a pretty good drop-off. But that said, there's some mid-round talent that um, is is worth looking at, you know. Uh, one guy that comes to mind, you know, right, you know, right after the top five is Aiden O'Connell from Purdue. I think there's mixed reviews on this guy. We've seen him an awful lot, and we we think he has upside. We think he's a quality backup that uh, you know might be more than that. Um, you know, he's got a little bit of a gunslinger mentality. He throws, he pushes the ball into coverage. He's not a creator. He's not going to take off and run. But that doesn't mean he can't. We just he just likes to stand in there under pressure and and, and launch it. And uh, uh, he's played very well for Purdue. I mean, if you go back to his junior year in the bowl game, I mean, he showed he could escape the pocket if he needs to. So uh, that's not his strength. But uh, he's a good passer. He's got above average arm strength, and uh, we see him as a, a really nice fit for a team like Green Bay in the mid-round, fourth, fifth round, somewhere in there. My partner on our current long podcast that we do, Ryan Horvath from BetMGM tonight, part of the BetQL Radio Network, uh, loves the the quarterback at Fresno State. Where do you have him going? Uh, we got him a little bit uh, below those guys, but they're all in the same the same pot of players, you know, that could be fourth, fifth, sixth round. You know, he, Hainer's a little bit. Uh, undersized for us, and um, I think he labors a little bit too much for us on the deep ball. Uh, you know, that said, he, he can make the throws. Um, he's been a solid player. There's been some inconsistency, but, uh, you know, you watch him in the right game and you see a really, really good football player. Uh, and, and all these quarterbacks we're talking about there after the first five, uh, you know, they have redeeming qualities to them, and it's going to be a matter of what you like. Uh, Tanner McKee is a solid passer, yep. uh, you know, but he's not very mobile and in terms of escaping. That's not a strength at all for him, uh, but he's got a good arm. He can throw player. He can throw receivers open. He does a lot of good things as far as, you know, just straight, you know, throwing the football, you know, Stetson Bennett is a proven winner. He's undersized. Again, Ian Hayner would be in that mold of being an undersized quarterback. Max Duggan is a guy that you got to love just because of, you know, what he did in terms of being a backup, being named the backup, and, you know, basically almost totally, it's like, go, go get in the portal if you want to play. And then he ends up uh, being the starting quarterback and, and doing some tremendous things for uh, for TCU. So, you know, don't bet against these guys uh, as being, you know, productive players in the NFL. Most of them are going to be backups, at least to start out with. But all you got to do is look at Brock Purdy uh, last year and see what can happen I got you know, with a guy that necessarily isn't rated that highly. So, you never know what you have in, in the quarterback room until you get them in your building.
I got two more for you. Uh, one of which uh, is probably outside the box. Nobody has the Packers doing this either. My partner, uh, Ryan Horvat, uh, is fantasizing about this situation, and I don't think the Packers will do it. But uh, Aaron Jones, obviously, in a situation where he's probably in the last year in Green Bay, more than likely is how this is going to play out, is, is my guess. Uh, and uh, my buddy Ryan is fantasizing about them taking Robinson, the running back, uh, out of Texas because of how special he is and having him with Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs and Jordan Love and building that that offense of the future kind of going ahead there uh, at pick 15. Having said that, A, would you do that? And B, I know there are other running backs that they could have similar to that, maybe not as good as him, uh, probably later in the draft. Well, you know, the Packers have – maybe the best one-two punch at running back in the National Football League, or yep. at least one of the best two. And to do that with all the needs that you have as a football team, you know, if you want to punt on this season completely, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> and, and, you know, and have Jim Brown playing for you or something like that. But, <laughs> uh, but, the, but, uh, but uh, the bottom line is, you know, I'm looking at the Packers, and I see a team with a lot of needs, and I think you could go a lot of different ways with that first pick. Uh, you know, and and I think, uh, and I can understand that. I've I've heard I've seen him going to the to the Detroit Lions with a sixth yep. pick in the draft, and I think I don't see that at either. Uh, you know, I think Detroit needs to improve their secondary, so I think the Packers need to improve. You know, they like you said, you mentioned the edge rusher need. Uh, I think I think their biggest need is in that wide receiver slash tight end core. You know, they need to upgrade that position, you know, dramatically because uh, if you look at how they grade out from a year ago, it's not it's not real good. Watson came on, and, you know, you really love the what he's done, and he's he's got the look of a number one receiver as he develops. But after that, it's, uh, you know, there's not much and there's not depth. And uh, same thing at tight end. So, you know, if you get a blue-chip kid at that at that position, you know, you're going to have to look at it. Edge rusher, if, if somebody they really like, like a Nolan Smith is sitting there, you got to look at him. Uh, you know, these are these are where you have to put some guys on the field so that you can compete. You know, next year and you've got, you're going to have to get some positions taken care of. And running back's not one of them. A year from now, there could be another blue chip running back that you can take if uh, if Jones doesn't stay. That's just my take on it. Well, Nolan Smith, if he's there at 15, I'd be shocked if Goody doesn't draft him because he loves his Georgia guys, as we all know. So. That would just make sense for the Green Bay Packers have another Georgia guy. Uh, one last one, and one that you probably don't get a lot of, but I, I have to ask it because Mason Crosby has been here for 100 years, and it doesn't sound like Mason Crosby is coming back, which means uh, they're going to be looking for a kicker here at some point late in this draft would be my guess. Uh, what does that crop look like? Well, it's not bad. You know, there, there's some draftable kids. Uh, Ryland, we actually have the Packers taking, I think it's a Ryland uh, uh, in the um, – uh, fifth or sixth round in our in our mock draft, so uh, uh, they definitely have to take a look at that. Uh, you know, as far as we're concerned, you know that's just that's just pretty critical. Um, and so, yeah, we think they're going to take somebody, and the best one available uh, is um, Ryland. You know, is the the guy that we think they. They'll take a look at selecting. How deep is it? Is it like three kickers deep? Or is yeah, it... yeah, I'd say three. I'd say three kickers. Yeah, somewhere in you that know, area. That's probably what you're looking at. Yeah. Ourlads.com is the website. Unbelievable. Great information uh, across the board. You can spend hours just on their website. Uh, and then if they want to order their draft guide, there's still time to do that as well, right, John? Yeah, you can go ahead and uh, 
go to our lads, the website, ourlads.com, and you can sign up online. We used to have a hotline number. We don't do that anymore. People are, are into the Internet enough they can do that. Uh, and uh, so you go to ourlads.com, the website, www.ourlads.com, and it will explain how it can be done, and I think there's a way you can uh, can contact them. By the way, Chad Ryland from Maryland is the kicker, and looking at our mock draft, we have him, the Packers, taking him at 232 in our mock draft. So, so obviously we fought that too, yeah, and, and he's a good kicker. And for me, it's got to be something that's kicked in the elements because kicking in Green Bay is not like kicking in California or Texas. I mean, it's got to be somebody that's kicked in the elements, and obviously Maryland uh, provides that. He's a Big Ten kicker. Yeah, and, and that's, uh, yeah. that's what they need. Yeah, no doubt about it. John, thanks so much for coming on, man. Really appreciate it. Yeah, you bet. Thank you. Again, our thanks to our guy, John Cooper, from Our Lads Draft Service for joining us uh, and being a part of our Curd and Long podcast. Uh, if you missed that uh, interview or any other interviews that I've done in the past, all I have to do is go to 1250amthefan.com to a weekly interview with Tim Dillard, the Bally Sports Wisconsin Brewers analyst, each and every Tuesday. Those get posted on Wednesday mornings. Again, you can use your Odyssey app, Fan On Demand, or the Best Brewers coverage page uh, to hear all of those. Plus, we have the Best Packers coverage page, Best Badgers, or Best College sports coverage page uh, as well, uh, all right there on your Odyssey app. And I do several interviews throughout the course of the week, uh, separate from the podcast uh, that I do with Kurt and Long, Green and Growing, and of course, the Spare Time Bowling Show podcast, focusing on the PBA uh, Tour, Professional Bowlers Tour. Uh, Okay, so let's quickly wrap this up here, uh, as far as what John Cooper had to say there uh, concerning the Green Bay Packers. I would be absolutely ecstatic if they actually did go tight end, wide receiver, wide receiver, tight end with their first two picks of this draft, I, I would be blown away and beyond thrilled if they actually went that way versus going with an edge rusher. Now, as Cooper pointed out, he's going to take an edge rusher in the third round. He thinks this is a super deep drafted edge and that you don't necessarily have to go one there in the first round. But as he pointed out, if Nolan Smith from Georgia uh, is there at 15, they probably should take him at, at that point. The other thing... Uh, as you continue to talk to more and more people and, and listen to more and more people talk, it does appear uh, that it would make sense if the Packers wanted to trade down from 15. The Associated Press just put out a mock draft uh, today uh, as well on Wednesday, uh, and they had the Packers at 15 trading back a few spots with the Seattle Seahawks, who then come up and get JSN from Ohio State, the wide receiver, and then in turn the Packers slide down a few spots and take Kincaid uh, the tight end at their pick. Now, in reality, uh, that would be fine, right? You get some more draft capital f- by moving down a few picks. So that's good. Uh, you still get a dynamic tight end, which is a need going into this draft. I am kind of stuck on that one. Uh, and I had quote tweeted and threw this out at Sparky Radio. I don't think I would have done that. If JSN is there at 15, I think I'm taking JSN, folks. I, I, re- I really do. Now, uh, I know a lot of you love this Jalen Hyatt kid. I like him too. I'm not anti Jalen Hyatt, uh, but if if that's going to be the way to go, uh, and maybe it is, maybe it is Kincaid in the first round, right? And then in the second round, you come back and you get Jalen Hyatt from Tennessee. Maybe you have to move up in the second round in order to get Hyatt. And maybe if you trade back in the first round with Seattle, like that mock draft and the Associated Press had, if that's the trade, Maybe you take that extra pick with your second-round pick, move up in the second round, make sure you get Hyatt, and then you add Kincaid and Hyatt to this offense with Watson and Dobbs and Toure and Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. Oh, buddy. 
young and really, really uh, good with a ton of potential with this Packers offense and really stacking it up to score points uh, with Jordan Love at quarterback. Again, I would be beyond ecstatic if they actually do that. I really would be. I'd be ecstatic. Now, I know some of you would not be. I know a lot of you want an edge rusher uh, and think that has to happen. I have to have a safety, and they do have to have a safety at some point. But the safety class isn't that good by all accounts. Bunch of slow dudes. Um, so not sure, really, if there's going to be a safety uh, taken. The only one worth taking is Branch from Alabama in the first round, as we've talked about. His 40 time was so slow, even though he's a, a great tackler, I think it's going to hamper him. And, and whether or not he now slides down the first round, and maybe he slides in the second, who knows. Uh, but I, I don't I don't know necessarily if that's the way I'm going to go. I love Joey Porter Jr., the, the cornerback from Penn State. I would be more than fine with that pick if they decided to go that way. But can Cade and Hyatt? Yeah. Yeah, I can talk myself into being pretty excited uh, about that draft after the first two rounds. And then you come back in the third round. Again, if you move back in the first round, maybe you have an additional third round pick. Now you have two thirds. Now maybe you go get that edge rusher. Now maybe you go get that safety. And then all of a sudden, through two days of draft, uh, you are looking at a situation where You've got a wide receiver, a tight end, an edge rusher, and a safety. Going into day three on that Saturday, what would that be? April 29th, I think. You pretty much are set, right? You still got to get a quarterback. You have to get a kicker uh, at some point on day three. And then outside of that, it's best available. Maybe you go draft another tight end. Maybe maybe to add to that tight end room to go along with Kincaid. Maybe more of a blocking uh, tight end is something you want to do at that point. I think that makes sense. Uh, I, I think if you can get an edge rusher, a safety, a wide receiver and a tight end, all done in the first two days of the draft. I think that puts you in a great position uh, to to really be successful in day three and just fill some of these other roles uh, that you know aren't as big of a necessity. The Packers could still sign a veteran field goal kicker. They don't have to draft a rookie kicker, uh, but if it's all about saving money and that's why they're not spending money on a backup quarterback, you'd have to assume. Uh, that they're going to be willing to uh, draft a kicker. And you would also have to assume that Rich Passaccia will be heavily involved, the Packers special teams coordinator, as far as who he likes. That that kicker from Maryland that John Cooper brought up uh, is intriguing. I think a Big Ten kicker makes a lot of sense if you have to kick in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of Kurt Log. Have a good one. Toodles.